0: God, we welcome you once again, and I'm going to turn over here to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, open up with the word, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21, says, have you not known, have you not heard, has it not been told from you from the beginning, have you not understood from the foundations of the earth, it is he that sits upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretch out, that stretches out the heavens as a curtain, and spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. That brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth as vanity. Yes, they shall not be planted. Yes, they shall not be sown. Yes, their stock shall not take root in the earth. And he shall also blow upon them and they shall wither. And the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things, that brings out their host by number. He calls them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power. Not one fails. Wise sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God." Hast thou not known and hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your breath in our lungs. We thank you, Lord, for a new day that you made. We rejoice. We're glad. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come into your presence. Holy Spirit, we ask you to take over now. We thank you that this is a Holy Spirit take over time and we yield to you on purpose. Lord, we give ourselves to your voice this morning, and we ask you, Lord, to help us to have the ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church and to and to us individually this day. And we thank you, Lord God, that whenever we listen, um, that, that, that the Spirit of God will arrest us so that we can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And we thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We ask you, Lord, for your peace, as we hear your word, and now, Lord, behold the threatenings of the enemy, and grant unto your servant that with all boldness I shall make known the mystery of the gospel. As I stretch forth your hand to heal by lifting my voice, that you would speak through me, that signs and wonders might be done by the name of the holy child, Jesus. And if you're interviewing with that prayer, let's say amen. We welcome you again to Shore Foundation Church service. And you can follow us on Facebook at Shore Foundation Church NJ. On YouTube, same thing at Shore Foundation Church NJ. On Instagram, we're at Shore Foundation Church. You can leave off the NJ, and we encourage you to subscribe to our podcasts through our website. They're available on Google, Apple, Spotify. Now available on Amazon Music. And the title for today's message is the newness of God. Hallelujah! The newness of God. And, you know, we're coming into a new year and whenever you come into a new year, a lot of times we have New Year's resolutions and sometimes we we reminisce and we celebrate the accomplishments of the past year. We hopefully have an opportunity to wave goodbye to the hardships and the struggles of the past year. And at all at the same time, we're looking forward to new goals and new opportunities ahead And I want to encourage you this morning because the word of God has a lot to say about newness, about new things, about coming into new times. And so if you have your aspirations, if you have your goals for the new year already outlined, or or maybe you're hearing this message and the year is halfway through, almost over, it's never too late for you to come into the newness that God has for you. A calendar turnover from one year to another is just simply a day in the calendar. But when it comes to the newness that God has for us, God is always ready and he's always looking to bring us into the newness that he has for us. So we're going to turn over here to Mark chapter two in your Bibles. Mark chapter two, we're going to look at verses 15 through 22. We've already saw that that the Lord wants to renew our strength according to Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. We go over here to Mark chapter two, it says, and it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, uh, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for they were many and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, how is it that he's eating with these people? He's drinking with these publicans and these sinners. And when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And verse 18 says, and the disciples of John and the Pharisees used to fast, and they come and say unto him, why did the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast? But your disciples, they're not fasting. And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they're not going to be fasting. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then they shall fast. In those days, and here we go. Verse twenty-one says, "No man also sews a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up takes away from the old, and the rent or the clothing is made worse. And no man puts new wine into old bottles, else the new wine the burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But." New wine must be put into new bottles. Hallelujah. And we're talking this morning about the newness of God as we come into a new year, as you come into a new place in your life. Maybe you're in the midst of a job change. Maybe you're in the, in the process of, of going into, uh, uh, furthering your education, going into college, going into some, some new type of endeavor, whatever your, your, your circumstances are. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe you're, you're, you're about to be married. You are know, engaged and you're going to be married soon. Whatever that newness is, God has a lot to say about that newness and God wants to be involved. So I want you to see just a few scriptures about the newness of God and what, and what God is saying when it when it's time for anything new to come into your life. If you turn over here to Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43, you got a lot of scriptures for you. We're going to move right along. Verses 18 and 19 Isaiah 43 says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Or in other words, won't you recognize it? Won't you perceive that I'm trying to do something new in your life? And in order for me to do this new thing, you need to be able to forget that old thing. You know, maybe yesterday, maybe yesteryear, maybe you struggled in a particular area of your life. If you're ready to to be free of that struggle, then it's time for you to allow God to bring that new thing in your life, and for you to on purpose walk away from the old thing. It says, "Remember not the former things; neither even consider the things of old." Verse nineteen: Behold, I will do a new thing; now it shall spring forth; shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah! We're just giving you some scriptures about what the what the Bible says about new. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man in Christ, any man be in Christ, any person be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Then it says in Galatians chapter 6, Just giving you some scriptures here, verse 15, talking about newness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'll give you one more, a whole lot more, but I'll just give you one more. One of my favorites, Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. And I saw a new heaven. And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. You see how Spirit of God is always ready for us to have newness. And when it comes to God, and when it comes to newness, God doesn't care if the old things were good. God is ready for you to say bye bye, because He has something new for you. God has something even better for you. It says, "I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away." It didn't say the first heaven and the first earth were bad. It didn't say the first heaven and the first earth you know, you struggle. doesn't matter whether they were bad, whether they were struggled. We know the first heaven and the first earth were good, but they passed away. And God has something new. And it says, there was no more sea. And then it says, I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Oh my God. And they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Do you, if you think that you want God to come into your life, look at God. God wants to, God wants to come into your life. God wants to come into my life. We think we want to invite God. God wants to insert himself and dwell with us and, and be our God as we are his people. And God wants to be with you throughout the course of your day. God wants to be with you in the midst of your change that you are about to embark on. God wants to be with you as you transition and you go into your new career or your new marriage or your new education. God wants to go with you as you go on vacation. Verse four says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There should be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things. The old things are passed away. I hope you're seeing the theme here. God is ready to turn the page on the previous year. I hope you're ready. Then verse five, here's the operative verse. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write it down, for these words are true and faithful. We're talking this morning about the newness of God. We've seen some scriptures throughout the word of God. Jesus said very clearly in the book of Mark chapter two, if if I'm about to do something new in your life, if there's new wine, we can't have new wine in old bottles. If there's a new cloth that God is about to give you some new clothes, we can't put that, we can't wear those new clothes with something old. It's going to take away from the newness that God has given you. So God is ready for you as you come into newness, as you make your new goals and as you chart your opportunities for the for the incoming year or the new time that's that's coming into your life. God wants you to make sure that you're ready to say goodbye to the old. And I want to just define for you. We've seen these witnesses in the word in Isaiah chapter 43 and Second Corinthians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 6, and Revelation chapter 21 about newness and about how God wants us to say goodbye to the old. I want to define for you what this word new, what it means. And so if we look at second Corinthians chapter 5, where it talks about how we are new creatures in Christ, if any person be in Christ, he's a new creature. What is this word new? What does it actually mean? This word new is the Greek word kainos. And this Greek word kainos, what it means is, it means that something has been just recently made. It means that that thing, whatever we're talking about, it's fresh. It means that it it is recent. It is recently made, it is fresh. It means that it is unused. Now we talked about this in previous messages. It means that it is unworn. And the example that we gave in the previous message was when you buy a new pair of shoes, you know, especially if it's a pair of Air Force Ones. You know, the ones I'm talking about, the ones that are beautifully white, leather, out of the box, and they're clean, and they're beautiful. And the only bad thing about them is they're only that beautiful one time. And when it comes to the newness of God, God has the ability to renew us. In other words, God has the ability to take our, our life circumstance, our current status with, with who we are, with, with what we've achieved in life, with where we are in life, God has the ability to take all that use and make it unused again, all over again. God has the ability to make something that's been worn unworn again. So this is supernatural what we're talking about, the, the, the newness of God. It's, it's supernatural. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's above what, it, what we are capable of in the natural. And this word, "kanos" it means something has been recently made, it's been, it's been, it's fresh or refreshed, if you want to say it that way, it's unused, it's unworn. It also, this word new, kanos" means it's of a new kind. It means that, that this is unprecedented. It means that this thing is novel. This thing is uncommon. This thing is unheard of. We haven't seen this before. That's what we're talking about when we see this word new. Now, how is this possible? Right? How, how, how can it be that God has the ability to make us up all over again, to make us fresh all over again, like a, a pair of Air Force Ones that, that you only break out certain times because you don't want it to be too worn? That's not God's way. God wants us to wear those Air Force Ones, and then what God will do is he will make them fresh all over again. That's what this word "kingdoms" means. God wants us to be new all over again. Now watch this. God is not nearly as concerned about your new year resolutions or your new goals, your new opportunities that you're looking forward to, as he is about a new you. God's focus is for there to be a new you, for you to allow him to make you all over again. It's your inner man. That's where the newness comes from. The newness comes from God. Making you new on the inside, and then it's only a matter of time before it manifests in your circumstances. We know this in the Word of God, in the Book of First Samuel, chapter sixteen, and verse seven. We see that the Lord is is is, is uh, working with Samuel here, the prophet, and he's uh, he's in- encouraging Samuel as the Lord moves forward to get ready to anoint his next king. And verse seven says, "But the Lord said unto Samuel, Don't look." on the next on the person that we think is going to be the next king don't look on his countenance prophet samuel or on the height of his stature or on his standing in the community or on how smart we think he is whether or not he looks the part because i have refused him for the lord sees not as man sees the the man for man looks on the outward appearance but the lord he looks on the heart And we're talking this morning about the newness of God. And the first point is that when it comes to newness of God, God is aiming at the the real you. God wants to make you new on the inside first. God is not interested in making everything around you new. God is not interested as much in your goals that you have for yourself that are new goals as God wants to make you new on the inside. And once you become new and on the inside, then those other things will manifest. God's concern is on the inside. God's not looking at the outside. He's not looking at the outward appearance or the outward countenance or what things appear to be. God is interested in what things are, and he wants to make that right on the inside. Can you say amen to that? Then there's another scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it says this. It says, uh, and it's verse 17. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we look not at the things which are seen. This sounds a lot like what we just saw in 1 in, in Samuel. We look not on those things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. Hallelujah. Day by day, the outward man is perishing, but the inner man is being constantly renewed. I'll give you another one. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 7 says, do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. The point is that God is not looking at the outward appearance. God is aiming for the inner man. And, And the Bible says that our outward man is perishing, but our inner man has to be constantly renewed. Glory to God. So this is what the kingdom of God says. First point is the kingdom of God says, you change inwardly, before any visible change outwardly if you want those outward changes to last. So if you have uh, some new goals, some new opportunities, some new aspirations uh, as you move forward, wherever you are in life, whether it's a new year or it's a new job or a new relationship, whatever that new thing might be, God wants you to allow him to change you. And then you're going to see those lasting changes in your circumstances and in your life. Amen. Here's the second point. The new you that God has, it's gonna only come out of a relationship with him, glory to God. More specifically, it comes out of your connection to the Holy Spirit. And here's the scripture for that. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine, it says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like that Greek word, kainos. It sounds like new, it sounds like fresh, Recently made. It, it sounds like unused, unworn. It sounds like unprecedented, novel, uncommon, and unheard of. God wants to make my marriage new all over again. Hallelujah. You know, as a people, do you recognize that you are not the same person that you were even last season? Certainly last year. Absolutely. Five years ago, we are always changing. You don't even have the same skin that you had last year the cells of your body have been regenerated since last year you know we're always new and and as people it's it's up to us to recognize that we are always changing as people glory to God and go back here to first Corinthians chapter two and verse 9 I has not seen ears not here that's just kind of telling you that God has some things for you that you've never seen before wow this is exciting but God has revealed them unto us how by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Holy Spirit. So yes, when it comes to the newness that God has for you, it says, eyes not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared. But how do we get them? They're through the Holy Spirit. Verse 10 says, but they're revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is the one who knows God. So if you want to get to know God, you must get to know the Holy Spirit. You want some more scripture for that? Romans chapter eight and verse 27 says, and he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. first so, uh, Corinthians chapter two and verse 10, we've already saw that God reveals them unto us by his spirit. And verse 14, a few verses down says, but the natural man can't receive this newness that comes out of the spirit of God. The natural man can't get it. So let this be an encouragement to you that you must remain in the spirit. You must be close to the spirit of God because the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. They Why? Because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Glory to God. And then here's my final point not going to be long today. Here's my final point. The new surroundings, the new aspirations, the new goals, the new opportunities that you are looking for as you come into a new year, as you come into a new relationship, whatever new thing that you're doing, that new thing that you desire, it it has to match. It has to match the newness that God is giving you on the inside. Those things have to match. And we already saw that in Mark chapter two, Mark chapter two and verse 22, I'll go back to verse 21. Jesus, this is Jesus talking. He said, no man will sew a piece of new cloth onto an old garment. Meaning if I have an old jacket, you know, I love this old jacket. I got it a long time ago. Yes, it's worn. Yes, the zipper doesn't always work. Maybe there's a little hole inside the pocket. A couple of the seams are coming apart. But I just love this jacket. It just feels so good. It has some sentimental value. It it gives me some nostalgia. I I, I love this jacket. And now I have a hole in this jacket. And if I still want to keep the jacket, maybe I'm thinking about putting a a new piece of cloth, having having somebody who's an expert sew a new piece of cloth onto that jacket. I remember back in the 80s, that was a thing. I remember they used to put the little patches on the elbow of the jackets. I always thought that was an odd look personally. But Jesus says here, when it comes to a new cloth on an old garment, if we take and we put a new cloth on an old garment, then that garment is going to look even worse because the new cloth, that new piece is so fresh. It's unused. It's just made. It's unheard of. It's something that we've never seen before. All it's doing is it's highlighting the beautiful newness of the new cloth. And it's and also at the same time, highlighting the oldness of the old garment. And remember what the word of God says? God says, remember not the former things. God wants you to get rid of that old garment. And just forget about putting a new piece of cloth on an old garment. God God wants you to just get a new garment. God says, take off the old and put on the new. And then verse 22 says, and no man puts new wine into old bottles. Meaning when the spirit of God does something new on the inside of you, your your circumstances, the outside has to change because the Bible says else the new wine will burst the bottles and the wine is spilled and the bottles will be destroyed, but the new wine must be put into new bottles. So the spirit of God is saying, as you allow him to make you new, you may also need to reevaluate your circumstances and your surroundings, and you may have to reevaluate your relationships. You may need to reevaluate your approach. God wants you to reevaluate your mind, your mindset, the way that you are thinking right now about your education, about your new career, or that new business, or that new relationship. God wants you to reevaluate those things as you allow him to make you new again. Because if you want that new thing to last, you, that that's going to also mean new exposures in your life, new friendships. Those things have to match the newness of your person in Christ. Hallelujah. The newness that God has for you always starts with you on the inside because God is not looking at the outward appearance. God is aiming for the root of the matter. God is aiming for your heart. God is aiming for the real you. And then once that, once you get that newness, then God wants you to experience the newness on the outside where I have not seen nor ear heard that freshness, that, that vitality, that novelty, that uncommonness, uh, uh, and that thing that is unheard of. God is expecting you to walk into those things, but th- and those things have to match the newness that God is placing in your life. I want you to say this with me as we close. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the newness of God in my life, as I come into this new thing that you have already ordained before the foundations of the world, because according to your word, you make all things new. As I come into this new thing, I thank you, Lord, that you have given me a new mind, a new heart, new goals, New aspiration, new thoughts, new imagination. You have given me a new mindset and I receive it. I am a new me. I am all, I am made new all over again. I thank you for the freshness. I am unused. I am novel. I am uncommon. I am unheard of no one has seen this version of me except the Lord Jesus Christ and he is making everything new around me in the name of Jesus hallelujah if you're doing with that prayer then just say amen and we give god glory we thank you so much for joining us today and we encourage you to embrace the new the new you that god has made and to receive all that that means on the outside as well. Lord bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Amen.